Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. From the lakefront to the riverfront, this is where Wisconsin sports fans come to talk. The Bill Michael Show. Now, here's your host, Bill Michaels. Welcome back to the Bill Michaels Show. I'm Radio Joe Zenzola filling in for the big unit. Which, by the way, it's Bill's birthday today, so wish Bill a happy birthday. Always follow the big unit on Twitter, at Bill underscore Michaels. I'm at Radio Joe Sports. Uh, if you, because we have a new audience now, for those of you that missed the first hour of the show, you can uh, go to your radio.com app and hit the rewind feature. Uh, I had some things to get off my chest in the first hour, both about the Packers and about the Bucks and what Mike Budenholzer said yesterday. And uh, if you need to listen to it later on instead, BillMichaelSports.com. You can just check out the podcast there. But we will switch gears. Let's let's look ahead to this big game coming up on Sunday at 325. Packers and Eagles. And to get a closer look at this Philadelphia Eagles team from NBC Sports in Philadelphia. Covering the Eagles, he is Ruben Frank on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Ruben, what's going on? How's it going out there? Uh, good, 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 good. Happy Friday. The week has just flown by. Um, I guess I'm going to just start with really what the pulse is in Philadelphia because, you know, that fan base, as we all know, they are one of the most hardcore fan bases out there, and they are very critical of all their favorite teams. I mean, how is the majority of the fan base handling the fact that the Eagles right now are 3-7-1? and well, I think they're handling it very even keel. And uh, no, I'm just kidding. No, it's, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's fire everybody is pretty much the uh, the mantra right now. And you look at the next three weeks with the Packers, the Saints, and the Cards. So uh, the schedule doesn't get any easier. And I think there's a sense of major changes coming. And you know, I think that's what the fans want. And I think that's probably barring a huge turnaround. And they could still win a division, but I think that's what it's uh, leading up to. Does that include Doug Peterson? I mean, just three years ago, this guy won a Super Bowl. Now, granted, Carson Wentz wasn't under center. It was Nick Foles. But it just seemed like Peterson had the right culture established. And the players that they have, they've got some good players on this team. So, I mean, where does Doug Peterson sit in all of this? Well, and Carson had a huge role in that in that run, too. I mean, he would have he would have been the MVP if he didn't get hurt that year. So, right. Um, it, but it's interesting. You know, three years is a long time eternity in the NFL and we know that and things change quickly and you know they've got uh, 
what they're they're basically a 500 team since the Super Bowl with one playoff win. So uh, I think the fact that you know we're 11 games in now, and uh, you know nothing has really changed, especially on the offensive side, is uh, is alarming. And I I think he'll be held accountable if things don't change. Well, you know, I watched a lot of that Seahawks Eagles game on Monday Night Football, and it was just baffling to me how many times Carson Wentz was just not on the same page with either his offensive linemen on certain plays or his receivers, guys weren't in the right spot. I mean, has this been something that's been going on all season? Is just like lack of chemistry between the quarterback and the rest of his players on offense? Yeah, and that was an extreme example, certainly. I mean, it hasn't been that bad. I mean, it seems like every week it's a different issue, you know, and they'll you know, they be running out there, 11th different offensive line in 12 weeks on, on Sunday at Lambeau. So there hasn't been a lot of continuity, a lot of receivers coming and going, uh, but he's been bad. So it's been a little of everything. When, when you're this bad, it's never one thing. It's play calling, you know, it's execution, it's continuity, chemistry. I think it's been all of that. But, yeah, there's, you know, they don't, they don't really have a go-to receiver. And, um, and, you know, they're paying for that. So, you know, it's personnel. There's just so much that goes into it when a team struggles and you try to find one thing, but it's never, it's never that simple. Talking with Ruben Frank of NBC sports, Philadelphia here on the bill Michaels show. Um, you know, we look in green Bay and obviously, you know, there was a lot of conjecture and speculation when the Packers drafted Jordan love, um, not just for the fact that he will likely be the successor to Aaron Rodgers, but there was this theory that was floating around that they drafted love to light a fire under Aaron Rodgers. So the Eagles did something very similar by drafting Jalen Hurts. Was that simply to light a fire under Carson Wentz, or are they really considering moving on from Wentz? It's a great question, and I wish I had an answer. You know, the difference is that Carson's 11 years younger than Aaron Rodgers. So, you know, when you you draft a guy for, you know, you have a 27-year-old quarterback, you draft a guy in the second round, um, I, I don't think we've ever gotten any clarity from the Eagles exactly why they did that and why they made that move. Uh, you know, Carson's under contract. I mean, they can't, you know, they were pretty much stuck with him to whatever happens for, for two more years. Uh, and, you know, what happens after that, who knows? But, you know, we don't, I mean, who knows if Jalen Hurts is even, you know, you draft a quarterback in the second round, your odds of him being a franchise elite type player are not great. You know, you, you got to get your quarterbacks early in the first round. So, uh, I don't think anybody really knows. He's barely played. He'll get a snap here and there. Uh, but there's a lot of unanswered questions about why Jalen Hurts is even on this team. Well, riddle me this, too. Like, why why were they trying to get Jalen Hurts in the game at quarterback on Monday night? Like, is this going to be the new trend here? Like, could the Packers expect to see Jalen Hurts on, on multiple snaps, you know, coming up on Sunday? Well, you know, he's gotten like, I think he's gotten 31 snaps in 11 games. So he's he's out there a couple snaps a game. He's thrown three passes. He's completed them all. He's run a, he had a couple of good runs. Uh, there was a 74-yard Miles Sanders run with, with Hurts at quarterback. Uh, he kind of seems to, you know, take some resources away from, um, you know, the defense as far as run defense. So there's been a couple of good things, but it's very haphazard how they've used them. A snap here, a snap there. There's really no concept to it, and he, and he doesn't. Um, you know, it, it, there's just a lot of a lot of unknowns. Why he's here, what his role is going to be moving forward. 
honestly, nothing would surprise us. He might get a series if Carson's struggling. We just don't know. Ruben Frank of NBC Sports Philadelphia joining me here on the Bill Michaels Show, previewing Packers and Eagles. Um, one guy I'm very, very curious about in this game coming up on Sunday is Zach Ertz. Um, you know, he is coming off the IR. He was limited in practice yesterday. Um, first of all, do you expect him to play? And if so, how do you, I mean, how does he fit into this equation? Because Dallas Goddard has been exceptional for the Eagles. So has Richard Rodgers, the former Packers. So um, where does Zach Ertz fit in all of this? Yeah, it's a great question. And uh, you guys are familiar with uh, with Rich Rod. He's really had a career resurgence the last month and a half. He's the fifth leading tight end in the NFL over the last five games. It's crazy. Uh, but you, you also know he's not going to give you a lot of line of scrimmage. Uh, which Goddard does, and Ertz will give you an honest effort. Rodgers is more of a just a receiving tight end. So, um, you know, they love to play 12 personnel. I think you'll see mainly Goddard and uh, and Ertz. Uh, but I think they'll bring Ertz along slowly. And he wasn't doing much before he got hurt. He's not having a good year. He's, he's in a contract squabble. Um, so it's hard to tell exactly. You know, I think he and Carson have not been on that uh, same page you talk about. So uh, we'll see. I'm not expecting a huge... Uh, contribution from him, but uh, the guy's one of the best ever, and we'll see. All right. Uh, one other aspect I want to hit on with this Eagles offense. I have the utmost respect for Miles Sanders and Boston Scott. Do you think that that's probably going to be the key in this game, that if the Packers, because, look, the Packers have had their issues against the run all season long, but if they can find a way to contain both of those running backs, that that's probably going to be one of the big reasons why the Packers are able to win on Sunday? I think so, because the Eagles' passing game has been so scattershot, so inconsistent, that really their only way to win is by running the ball. But then you have Doug, who's thrown it like 67% of the time. Jeez. I think they're second to the Bears in run-pass ratio, you know, as far as passing goes. I wouldn't be shocked if they bring Jordan Howard up from the practice squad, who, you know, the Dolphins cut. He had a big game for the Eagles last year in, in, in Lambeau, and one mm-hmm. of the reasons they won that game. So, uh, But I do think, I mean, the, the games they've won this year – have been because Doug is stuck to the run and they've gotten good production out of it, but we just haven't seen that very much. A couple more minutes here with Ruben Frank of NDC Sports in Philadelphia. Um, defensively for this Eagles team, I, I've got a lot of respect for their defense, um, and I think that is one of their bigger strengths, uh, especially up front, You know, starting with Fletcher Cox. It is a really good group, and and I, I, think, I think they're going to give the Packers offensive line some fits coming up on Sunday. Yeah, it's really the strength of the team. They're the highest-paid D-line in football. And, you know, for for this defense to work, they've got to get consistent pressure. And they've they've done that for the most part this year. Uh, they've been a little consistent on the outside. They get good interior pressure from Fletcher Cox, uh, Hargrave. But, um, yeah, I think, you know, as this defense goes, as the D-line goes, they have an inexperienced, uh, or I should say an unproven secondary, and their linebackers are up and down. So, Uh, The defense is really the heart of this team, the defensive line, I should say. And um, this team is going to go as the D-line goes. Well, one of the big additions to the Eagles was Darius Slay, the former Lion, who has had a lot of experience against the Packers. And Devontae Adams has been able to beat him a lot uh, when he played for Detroit. Um, You know, watching Darius Slay the other night against DK Metcalf, it just, I mean, obviously size-wise, there was a big difference between those two guys, but... Darius Slay was just—he was just a step slow on Metcalf the whole time. Do you think he's starting to regress, or do you think he can still play at a much higher level than maybe what he's shown? 
Yeah, he's played pretty well. He's had a good year. I thought he actually, you know, he, he kind of took that game that, you know, he, he said, look, we're not going to be able to stop Russell Wilson unless you put me on Metcalf one-on-one and we have 10 other guys to handle, you know, Lockett and Russell Wilson and, and Carson and everything else they want to do. And it worked for the most part. Nobody else hurt them. It's just a couple of big plays to, to Metcalf. I thought Slay for the most part, other than the, the, the big one down the scene, he had good coverage. You know, Metcalf, like you said, he's just, he's a, He's a monster. He's just this big, tough, strong guy with great hands and a tremendous ability to use his body, and he beat him. Uh, Slate's had a good year. Uh, he doesn't have the picks, but he's played fairly well. But Metcalf just uh, had his number Monday night. Well, we will see how things play out coming up on Sunday. He is Ruben Frank covering the Eagles for NBC Sports Philadelphia. You can follow him on Twitter as well, at Rube, R-O-O-B-N-B-C-S. On Twitter, Ruben, thank you so much, and uh, it should be a lot of fun coming up on Sunday at 325. Thank you so much. Can't wait. Anytime. All right, Ruben Frank joining us here on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider, they are hiring right now for drivers, and for more info, you can call them 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. That's 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. On the other side, I want to hear from you guys. What do you think is the biggest key to this Packers-Eagles matchup coming up on Sunday? I'm Radio Joe Zenzola filling in for Bill today. We will have more of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. The cold weather and the holidays are here, and Schulze Family Beef has everything you need from that family farm in Humbert, Wisconsin. They've been providing high-quality pasture-raised beef to all of us in the Midwest for three generations. With COVID cases going up, nobody wants to go to the grocery store, so get that monthly subscription. They'll pack it up and dry ice, ship it right to your doorstep. Great steaks and chops and burgers and dogs and brats and roasts, and you can get that curated box sent to you right now. You're good to go. They've also got a lot of those meats for your cold weather specials like stews and chilies and soups, and you can check out their Facebook page for all those great recipes as well. And the holiday specials, Tomahawk Ribeyes, perfect for those COVID-friendly small gatherings. Order them quick while they last, though. They're going to sell out. And for a no-brainer right here, Instapot Dinners. How about that? They've got those on their website as well. And what meat lover wouldn't want a gift box or a gift certificate? Go to ScholzeFamilyBeef.com. That's Scholze, S-C-H-O-L-Z-E, ScholzeFamilyBeef.com. You're listening to the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Quick Trip. Right now, they've got ready-to-heat neat meals right there in their coolers. All you got to do is stop in. You can get fettuccine Alfredo with chicken, turkey, potatoes and gravy, beef stroganoff, pork chops, stuffing and potatoes and gravy. They fix them. You take them home, pop them in, you're good to go. And don't forget to use your Quick Rewards card. That is our friends over there at Quick Trip where they have got you covered. Offensively, we've battled with a lot of injury, uh, a lot of a lot of different moving parts up front with the offensive line, guys in and out. You know, it's just we haven't had the consistency and the continuity that you would like week in and week out. You look at offenses around the league that have stayed together and have stayed healthy, there, there's continuity and there's consistency there, and we just haven't had that this season. And uh, it's something that we uh, we don't make excuses for it. it, it it's it's where we are, and, and uh, you know we have to get better. Head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles, Doug Peterson, who, after just talking with Ruben Frank of NBC Sports Philadelphia, 
his job could be on the hot seat. And it's just crazy how things have fallen for the Eagles since they won the Super Bowl just three years ago. I mean, it is just funny how things can change on a dime in the NFL. Welcome back to the Bill Michaels Show. I'm Radio Joe, and for Bill today, he'll be back on Sunday for the Green Gold Post Game Show with former Packer and Badger running back Gary Ellerson, Sam Schmitz, other side of the glass, producing today, doing a fine job. As we continue on here, we want to hear from you guys. What do you think is the biggest key to a Packers win coming up on Sunday? 855-830-8648. 855-830-8648. Coming up here after the bottom of the hour, we will look at some of the betting lines with Chris Raybon, senior editor of the Action Network. Uh, that is coming up here momentarily, but I want to talk a little Packers and Eagles. It is a big game coming up on Sunday, and the Eagles are obviously reeling. Uh, this is a team that, I got to say, put up a fight against Seattle on Monday night. I mean, Seattle was obviously going from the West Coast to the East Coast, so you knew that might play a part in it, but um, the Eagles kind of stayed where they could. I-, I-, I just look at it this way. To me, it- it's pretty simple. The Packers defense needs to find a way just to contain their running backs. But when you're Doug Peterson and you're not utilizing the running backs as much as you should in Miles Sanders and Boston Scott, then you're just shooting yourself in the foot. Like, if I'm Doug Peterson, my emphasis this week is all with Miles Sanders and Boston Scott, that you should be feeding them the entire game. If you want to have a chance of being the Green Bay Packers at Lambeau Field, that's what you're doing. Um, and I'm going to be very interested to see schematically how Mike Pettin, uh contains that. Because, again, Doug Peterson would be stupid not to go about with that game plan. And Pettin, as we all know, tends to work with a lot of zone coverage. They're not loading the box a whole lot, and part of that is because of the personnel that they have. Um, curious to think what Eric Baranchek thinks about that in the next hour. Uh, but we'll see what Mike Pettin does. I mean, the Eagle or the Seahawks last or Monday night, the Seahawks, even as bad as their defense was in their secondary, they were still playing a lot of man and they were loading the box on Philly. I got to think Mike Penn has to find a way to do that. He just has to. And that offensive line of Philly, that's not the same offensive line we saw three years ago. They had an incredible offensive line. They've had injuries. They've had some regression. To me, that's one of the biggest things to look at in this game. And I also think, too, when you flip-flop it with this Packers offense going up against this Eagles defense, the Eagles defense I have a lot of respect for. Um, This is another really good defense. I mean, when it comes to yards per game, they're top 10 in the NFL in what they've given up. Um, You know, defenses as a whole this year are not great. Um, There aren't many great defenses. There's a lot of good defenses. Um, but when it comes to giving up yards per game, the Eagles are ninth in the NFL. Um, and again, they have a very good defensive front led by Fletcher Cox, Derek Barnett, Brandon Graham. It's a really good group up front. You know, I talked about this late Sunday night. If you were staying up, if you weren't, well, I'm going to tell you about it now. And again, last hour, I was a little critical of the Packers. Let's be a little positive about the Packers. Against the Chicago Bears, the fact that the offensive line, the Packers' offensive line, that took two hits, losing Corey Lindsley and Lucas Patrick, and the fact that John Runyon Jr. and then later Ricky Wagner getting in, the fact that they just kept that Bears' defensive front in check all night was incredible. 
I mean, we didn't hear Khalil Mack's name. We didn't hear Roquan Smith's name. We heard Danny Trevathan's name because he it was just constant mismatches on him. And Devontae Adams was just blowing him up every time. Every time you lined him up in the slot. But you were able, Robert Quinn, another guy. I mean, their names, you did not hear much from them. In fact, you if you watched that game, you would have thought they weren't even playing. Because the Packers offensive line was that good. They were that good protecting Rodgers, and they were that good creating holes for their running backs. And what we've seen from the offensive line this year has really not, has been nothing short of amazing. I mean, they have been an excellent unit, and Billy Turner has certainly improved on the right side. So I think, again, if they can find a way to play at that level against the Eagles' defensive front, that too is going to allow the Packers to put up a lot of points. And I also think, because Ruben Frank gave a lot of credit to Darius Slay. Darius Slay now plays for the Eagles, the former Lion. Um, He's still having a good year. He didn't look too great against DK Metcalf, but who does? DK Metcalf is unbelievable. But you know who's more unbelievable? Devontae Adams. And you know who has owned Darius Slay over the last few years? Devontae Adams. That's going to be another matchup I'm really looking forward to. I mean, Devontae Adams could have another ridiculous game on Sunday if he continues to beat Darius Slay. I mean, Devontae is going to be the slayer. So it's going to be a good game on Sunday. I'm, I am expecting a Packers win, um, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Eagles kept it a little bit close. 855-830-8648, 855-830-8648. You look at the Eagles in other rankings, they are eighth against the pass. They give up 210 yards per game. That's significant. But even though this front is good trying to get after the quarterback, they give up some yards on the ground. They have given up 128 yards per game, and that's in the bottom third of all defenses in the National Football League this season. And their defense is the most penalized defense in football as well. So that helps the Packers out a lot too. Again, shooting yourself in the foot, the Eagles defense is pretty good at that. So that could also help them out. If they find a way to be more disciplined, That could certainly change things. And you want to know who runs their defense in Philadelphia? Another former Detroit Lion, Jim Schwartz. Everyone remembers Jim Schwartz and the things that Josh Sitton said about him a few years ago. So I I just think this Packers game, it's always going to be a battle in the trenches. But if you want to have a chance, if you're Philadelphia, utilize your running backs. And if you're the Green Bay Packers offensively, just continue to protect Aaron and continue to do what you're doing. John Runyon will probably start in this game, and that's going to be a big moment for that kid. And I didn't expect him, a six-rounder, to make such a great impact. That was certainly a future pick. Going to be a lot of fun. We'll talk more about this coming up after the top of the hour. We'll continue to get your reaction on it. Um, Coming up next, we will talk with Chris Raybon, senior editor of the Action Network. We will look at the betting lines for this week. And I just want to say, there is an app that you should get your hands on when it comes to betting, and that is BetQL. BetQL, they are smarter, and they beat the books. You can download the BetQL app today, or you can visit BetQL.com today. BetQL is not a betting app. 
It's purely a tool for people to use the data to make better bets. It's there to help you. It's a tool. And believe me, when we go through the betting lines here with Chris Raybon, I suggest you download that app and put that to what Chris's advice is, and you'll be good to go. I'm Radio Joe Zenzola. We'll continue on here with Chris Raybon coming up on the other side as the Bill Michael Show rolls on right after this. This portion of the program brought to you by the Van Horn Automotive Group and the Cyber Sale going on right now through December 5th. Hundreds of vehicles marked down from all the Van Horn locations all throughout Wisconsin and in Iowa. You can shop them all from one place. That's VanHornAuto.com. VanHornAuto.com. You can create your deal online or you can set up an appointment. Plus, they have no payments for 90 days. How about that? Enjoy seasonal service specials for tires, brakes, and so much more. And they even have special service financing. And don't forget that Van Horn Automotive, home of the 90-day test drive and the free oil changes for life with every vehicle purchased. Every employee at Van Horn also, they're an owner with a vested interest in your complete satisfaction. So go to VanHornAuto.com for all the details. VanHornAuto.com. Check out the cyber sale going on right now through the end of the weekend. Again, go to VanHornAuto.com. Family born and employee owned. Border to Border, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Welcome back to the Bill Michaels Show. Thanks for listening, Wisconsin, wherever you may be. Bill's off today. I'm Radio Joe filling in. Sam Schmitz, other side of the glass, producing. Uh, Not only is it Bill Michaels' birthday today, wish him a happy birthday. You can tweet at him, at Bill underscore Michaels. Uh, Another milestone today. It's my parents' anniversary. I got to give them a shout out. 38 years. 38 years. Happy anniversary, mom and dad. And if you do your math, they were born, or not born, they, they got married. 1982. 82, 82, 82. 82, when the Brewers were amazing with Robin Yount. A quick story before we get to Chris Raybon. Um, Robin Yount hit a home run at County Stadium. The baseball hit my mom in the leg that year. And uh, no, she did not get the ball. Some fat guy from behind stole it. So, if Robin Young's listening, if you want to send an autograph uh, baseball to my mother, you can. Uh, just give us a call at 855-830-648. I digress. Joining us now on the Schneider Orange Hotline is Chris Raybon, senior editor for the Action Network, as we look at the betting lines for this week in the NFL. Chris, what's going on, man? What's going on, Joe? How's it going? I'm doing well, doing well. So before we get to the games, uh, you know, the MVP race is really something to pay attention to, and I'm very curious um, kind of where the odds are stacked with some of these players right now, including Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, so this was a kind of an interesting race in the beginning of the season, right? It looked like, uh, you know, it was going to be all Russell Wilson. Right now, we're seeing it at DraftKings Sportsbook. Patrick Mahomes uh, is still in the lead here uh, at about 4-1, to one, but Aaron Rodgers is, is right there at uh, uh, plus – 550, so he's number two, uh, and then Russell Wilson in third place at, at plus 650, and then then you have uh, kind of a drop off. Uh, ben Roethlisberger at 20 to one is in fourth place, uh, and, and Josh Allen, Derek Henry, some of those guys. But Aaron Rodgers 
climbs up to number two ahead of Russell Wilson. I'm just curious, too. Are there any defensive players that made the list? I'm guessing Aaron Donald will be at the top, and if he was, what are his odds? Aaron Donald is he's just uh, you know just makes the list uh, after about a dozen offensive players. He's at 150 to one, uh, tied with T.J. Watt, actually. Interesting. Yeah, T.J. Watt's having one hell of a year, too. I know Packer fans don't want to hear that, you know, T.J. Watt is having a good year. But, um, yeah, that that is really crazy. Chris Raybon of the Action Network joining us here on the Bill Michaels Show. So let's take a look at some of the lines here uh, for this week. I want to start off with Cleveland and Tennessee. Um, from what I'm seeing here at last check, the Titans are five-and-a-half-point favorites in this game. Cleveland, though, is so hard to predict, especially against good teams, because they really haven't beaten any good teams this season. Yeah, Cleveland's one of those teams that their record is a little bit deceiving. You know, they're 8-3, and three, but, uh, you know, not, as you mentioned, not a great strength of schedule. So the Titans are five-and-a-half-point favorites here. That line's been hovering between five-and-a-half and six, and the, the public's actually pretty pretty split on this one uh 55 percent of the bets on tennessee uh 48 percent of the money uh on tennessee so uh, real split there i would look to the total in this game uh, it's at 53 and uh, a half but tennessee uh has you know been known to put up the points and cleveland uh missing two of its best players on defense uh in harrison and denzel Ward, two of its best coverage players Another matchup that's going to be interesting because, you know, we saw the Raiders last week just total. I mean, Derek Carr specifically embarrass himself against the Falcons. I mean, that game was so bad. He's got a chance to redeem himself against the New York Jets. And right now at last check, the Raiders are nine point favorites in this game. Is this a game you want to put money on right now because they're facing the Jets? That's what the public's going to do. You know, the, pu- the the public is going to, you know, the casual better is going to look at the Jets and say, hey, they're 0-11. There's no chance, really, for them to win this game, even against a, a Raiders team that looked really shaky last week. And the Raiders were getting most of the money uh, last week as well, and, and, and it's happening again. And, you know, we saw it happen last week, but 65% of the bet, 73% of the money on Vegas. Remember around this time last year, Raiders were had six wins, but a negative point differential. They go to New York, uh, and the Jets beat them 34-3. So uh, this could be another trap game for, for the Raiders, even though they, they fell into one last week as well. Again, talk with Chris Raybon, senior editor of the Action Network, as we're looking at the betting lines for this week in the NFL. There's a couple of them that are very close. I'm going to start with Indianapolis and Houston. Colts are going on the road in this one. At last check, what I see is that they're three-and-a-half-point favorites. But Houston is just so hard to predict because, I mean, their wide receiving core is decimated. I almost feel like you, Indy should be able to cover here. Yeah, and that's why you, you've seen this line move from three to three and a half. You know, of course, that's a key number. A lot of NFL games are decided by three points. So 68% of the bet tickets, 89% of the money on the Indianapolis Colts. And this total has also dropped about a, a point. Uh, point and a half as well. 73% of the money on the under. As you mentioned, you know, Houston, no Will Fuller, Kenny Stills. Those are the two guys that, you know, catch the ball down the field for, for Deshaun Watson. So, uh, you know, with those guys, it could take out, it could take longer for Houston to kind of go up and down the field. And the Colts activated uh, DeForest Buckner 
uh, and Nico Autry for that defensive line as well. Another close one is uh, the Rams and the Cardinals. That's going to be a really fun game to watch. And right now the Rams are three-point favorites. Uh, Where do you see – how do you see this one playing out? So I think this is actually an interesting spot for Arizona. You know, they're on this four-game against the spread losing streak. Uh, but, you know, it kind of looks worse than it is. They had a bunch of close losses. Kyler Murray was banged up. He's been upgraded to, to full in, in terms of practice, and you should see some of the designed runs come back. So uh, the public is all over the Rams. You know, they, they had a couple of, you know, wins in, in prime time, and they beat the Bucks a couple weeks ago. So public's expecting the Rams to rebound 55% of the bets, 67% uh, of the money on L.A., but – yeah, I think I think the Cardinals are, are a great uh, underdog if you're looking to bet on one of those uh, this weekend. It's three-point home underdog here. Um, there's a lot of conjecture with the game coming up on Sunday at 325, and I'll get to the Packer game here in a minute. Um, a lot of people just don't know how this game's going to go between the Chargers and the Patriots. I mean, I, I mean, Justin Herbert, is, Herbert, as we all know, is having one heck of a season. But Anthony Lynn is constantly finding ways for this team to lose. And then you're also going up against Bill Belichick. So how do you? I mean, do, is this a game maybe you want to stay away from as a better? I mean, how do you see that? So I, I think it's it's definitely you know a, a game that should be close, but you know, if you're going to wean toward a side, you know, coaching does make a difference in the National Football League. We've seen that with the Atlanta Falcons. We've seen that with the with the Texans and the Detroit Lions and, and, and the Chargers more than maybe any team uh, now. So, you know, the public is pretty split on this game as well. You're seeing 54% of the bets on the Chargers here at home. Uh, 53% of the money, though, is on New England. And that's significant because uh, what we're seeing is, you know, the majority of the bets, are on the Chargers, but the majority of the money on New England and, and something else I should point out, home field advantage in, in 2020 really hasn't been worth uh, anything. You know, so right. New England here is a one-point favorite, and yeah, huge coaching mismatch. Anthony Wynn since the start of last year, 4-16 and 16 in one-score game. Uh, another good game that's going to be fun to watch on Monday night is Buffalo taking on San Francisco. Obviously, Buffalo is going to be going to Arizona and not San Francisco because of the COVID rules in Santa Clara. So th- this game should be a lot of fun because, I mean, again, the 49ers are trying to fight their way back in the NFC. Um, where, How do you see this one going? This is another one, and I'll have a write-up for this one on ActionNetwork.com later in the week, but uh, this is another one where – you look at the underdog in this matchup, and I know you know they're they're not at home; they're in Arizona. But San Francisco uh, is in a good spot. You know, Josh Allen did pop up on the injury report; he should be going. But um, this line has actually been taken off the board at, at some books, but was about a pick 'em. It got bet down from uh, San Francisco as a two-point dog to a pick 'em. Uh, you know, before it went off. And uh, now we're just kind of, I think, books are kind of waiting for what's going to happen with, with Josh Allen and some of the guys on the, the injury report. But uh, I think San Francisco is definitely uh, in play here to win this game. <laughs> if you notice this year, they've been uh, a lot better as an underdog if you're betting on them. Uh, they, they, they've had some trouble in some spots, you know, as, as a favorite. But Kyle Shanahan always going to get his team uh, ready to play. All right, last one for you. Again, we're talking with Chris Raybon of the Action Network here on the Bill and Michael Show. Packers and Eagles, um, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch coming up on Sunday. Right now, again, what I see here is the Packers are nine-point favorites in this game. Yeah, the Packers are nine-point favorites. Uh, another team that 
uh, is probably one of the public's and a casual better's favorite teams uh, to bet on. And, you know, of course, the Packers coming off that big uh, blowout of the of the Bears who are kind of fall, free-falling, uh, you know, in prime time last week. So 65% of the bet are on the Green Bay Packers. But this is another one where the bigger money is actually on the Eagles. So even though 65% of people are betting on the Packers, 53% of the money uh, is on the Eagles. And uh, teams in the Eagles spot just tend to be a little underrated, you know, three-game losing streak. But uh, this, this is one of those spots where uh, Aaron Rodgers could have a little bit of trouble because what you have with Philadelphia is you have a team that can get uh, pressure up front and they don't need to blitz to do it. So uh, this could actually be a little bit of a tougher game uh, than maybe the public is, uh, is thinking here. Yeah, you you could very well be correct on that one for sure. He is Chris Raybon. You can follow him on Twitter at Chris Raybon, and he's the senior editor for the Action Network. Go to actionnetwork.com for all of it. Chris, always appreciate it. Good to have you, have you back this week, and we will uh, do it again next week. Thank you. Always a pleasure. Take care. Yep, and Chris Raybon joining us here on the Bill Michael Show and on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider, they are hiring right now. 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. Again, 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. On the other side, we will have another report from Mike Clemens. And did you know that tonight the Badgers are facing Marquette and College Hoops? Which is also very nice to see College Hoops back. We'll talk about that coming up next. Radio Joe in for Bill today here on The Bill Michael Show. 16 stations strong. The Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Now, a green and gold update. Brought to you by Concordia University, Wisconsin Veteran Services Department. Learn how to use your military benefits at cuw.edu slash veterans. In Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers will hold a walkthrough tomorrow as they prepare to host the Philadelphia Eagles. On Sunday, here at Lambeau Field, Tavon Austin was added to the team this week and is expected to see some action returning kicks. Packers Special Teams Coordinator, Sean Meniga. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's an established returner that's you know, created big plays and had had a lot of had a lot of big things happen. He's he's definitely dangerous with the ball in his hands. So yeah, for sure we're looking at those options. On defense, Rashawn Gary getting more snaps on first down in place of Preston Smith at outside linebacker. Linebackers coach Mike Smith. You know, I think the thing with with, with Preston is is just staying positive, staying focused. You know, he knows the rush plan. He's he's you know he's not rushing the way I want him to rush right now, and I think a lot of that. You know, can be with things that you read, things that you see. And with Montrevious Adams now in IR, the Packers claim defensive lineman Anthony Rush off waivers, six foot four, three hundred and fifty pounds. Rush has been with the Seahawks, the Bears, and the Eagles. Packers nose tackle Kenny Clark. You know, he's coming in right away. You know, he was on the Eagles before, so you know, let me know some stuff about you know Kelsey and their scheme and, and some of the stuff that they do. I think he can do, do a great job. That's Kenny Clark in Green Bay. I'm Mike Clemens on the Bill Michaels Show. The Bill Michael Show continues. Thanks for tuning in, Wisconsin. And thank you to all of our fine affiliates across the state and beyond the borders. Got one in Rockford. 
Sam Schmitz is on the other side of the glass producing today. I'm Radio Joe in for Bill. It's been a fun first two hours. I definitely feel better about myself after kind of getting things off my chest in the first hour. Again, BillMichaelSports.com is where we podcast everything. You can check that out at your leisure. Uh, Yeah, tonight, Wisconsin takes on Marquette. That is happening. Um, And obviously, it's going to stink that there's no fans in the stands. But, you know, I I had a chance to watch the Badger-Green Bay game uh, earlier this week. And, yeah, I mean, it, it it feels weird not having fans at the Kohl Center. Um, and we, we talk about how much the atmosphere and the fans and college hoops, I mean, it is just so, so important. Um, but from what I saw from the Wisconsin Badgers that they, they are, they are looking really good. And this is a very promising side. Again, they are, they are ranked very high. They are number four in the country. Um, but you're already starting to see some instant help from some of their guys off the bench, which I think are going to be keys here down the stretch. I mean, obviously, we talk about the Davis brothers. Carlson's another one that has looked good in the early goings. And another kid that is, I think, really becoming the glue guy of this team is Tyler Wall. I mean, Tyler Wall had 15 rebounds against Green Bay and four dimes. It's just that's amazing. I mean, this that, that kid... My fellow colleague Gary Ellerson likes it when I call certain players scrappy. That's Tyler Wall. I am a big, big, big fan of Tyler Wall. Um, gonna have a chance to really to get to know this Marquette team a little bit more tonight because it's obviously a different team under Wojo. They don't have Marcus Howard anymore. Um, but as we all know with Marquette teams, it is so hard to find continuity because guys are either graduating or guys are transferring out. I think Wojo does a really good job recruiting, but I think he struggles trying to mold these guys into some great players. Um, and I think that's part of the reason why Marquette has not had the success that maybe they should have. Should be a lot of fun tonight. Looking forward to that. Badger football, they're playing Indiana. It sucks that they can't deal with Michael Penix because I would have loved to have seen that matchup. And Jack Cohn's back. Graham Mertz is playing in this game. But I would not be shocked if Paul Chris decides to put in Cohn in one series. Would not surprise me in the slightest. Coming up after the top of the hour, we will continue with some Packers talk. We'll also hear from Preston Smith. He spoke yesterday. Sam Schmitz, I'm Radio Joe. This is The Bill Michael Show. Everywhere in Wisconsin, The Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.